This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the G Podcast. It is episode 90. As we get closer and closer, y'all, to episode 100, uh, Tommy B's in the building, Vi's in the building, Tanya B, Y-O, K-Dub, and a special guest, Harold Michael Harvey is here. Harold Michael Harvey, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How you doing there? How's everybody? Oh, wonderful. I'm doing good. Hey there. Great. I haven't seen you guys in a while. Yeah. It's been a minute. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you supporting us. And you know what? As we come on, um, as we take the podcast, like right now, because I leave my monitors on. Do you know the name Bob Moses, uh, Harold Michael Harvey? I do know the name Bob Moses. um, Civil rights leader, member of SCLC, member of... um, SNCC. Of... um, Back in the uh, day? Snick, that's correct. I uh, was present in Mississippi when the uh, three civil rights workers were uh, murdered and, and dumped in the Mississippi River. Yeah. Um, and and um, he, um, he he was a, a tactician who who looked after solving the problems mm-hmm. that we were confronted with. We being um, black Americans were confronted with or are confronted with. For instance, um, later in his life, after his civil rights days and after a trip uh, to uh, Africa to teach math, he came back here and wanted to improve the literacy, uh, math literacy rate of black Americans to enable them to get into uh, colleges. Hmm. And, you know, so um, you you didn't hear much about him in the last 30, 40 years. Yeah. But uh, the guy, when his health was good, was um, on the case trying to help uh, improve uh, the chances of, of black students getting into uh, college and uh, and thereby in, in uh, improving their their life. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, and, and um, you know, as we come on, um, Bob Moses passed away at 86 and I uh, just had to actually just, you know, watching Reverend Al. Uh, as as we begin the taping and, and he was showing some of the old clips. Thank you for bringing us up to speed uh, and uh, rest in power. Uh, Bob Moses, Moses, again, architect of, of the 1964 voter registration campaign in 1964. And, uh, and uh, yep. you know, just one little, little quick side note that yeah, yeah. you've got a year ago, we lost two uh, pioneers of uh, voters rights pioneers in, uh, John Lewis and C.T. Vivian, yeah. you know, uh, would have been a year ago last week, last weekend. Yeah, man. And of course, Vivian will will celebrate if he was still alive, would be celebrating his 97th birthday wow. on Friday. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Um, also, we'll be talking about a couple of things more. And, and I bought on, uh, you know, Mr. Harvey back um, because, of course, we had um, that juggernaut, Rob Redding Jr., <laughs> on last week and he had to talk about the mayoral race. And I mentioned a couple of articles, um, a couple of essays that were written uh, by Harold Michael Harvey and I invited him on. So I really appreciate you coming on at the last minute to give us some clarification, uh, some more clarification of what's going on with the uh, mayoral race in Atlanta, which I think is important for the country, especially the, the Southeast. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about that as well. Also on the list of things to talk about, um, Bezos in space comes back and gives a hundred million to Van Jones. We're going to talk about that for, for just a minute, but it's I guess to the charity of of his choice. 
the Delta variant is is alive and well. Um, you know, just like that first choice song, uh, let no man put us under. It's not over. Uh, African-Americans uh, make up to 80 percent of the new cases since May in St. Louis. 80 percent since May and Florida leads the country, y'all, uh, in COVID cases. Just this week, uh, hospitalizations, uh, I think that the number of cases this week in Florida was like 73,000 in terms of new cases in Florida. And of course, the majority are unvaxxed. So, um, and, and I do want to, you know, we're going to talk about this uh, as well, Mr. Harvey, the Republicans uh, uh, get booted from the January 6th commission. Uh, we're going to kind of touch base on that after news. Uh, Tanya B's tea is coming up. And uh, I didn't tell because I, I called uh, Mr. Harvey right before we started the podcast and he was watching uh, the American basketball team play France. Did, did the, I already know the, the results, but do you know the results now? Yes. <laughs> they lost. They lost. Yes. <laughs> and you know, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I have no worries. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know what? Here's the thing for me. And and I played ball just about all my life through, you know, all the way up to intramural in college. I mean, ball was life for me, basketball. And one of the things people, people point to the fact that there are no crowds in the stand and, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, COVID, but really what's going on with America, American basketball is this plain and simple basketball is international now. So, Mm -hmm. so the bottom line is, you know, the majority of the key players in the NBA, they're not even from the U S and, and when they go, when they represent the Olympics, they go represent their countries. You know what I'm saying? So when they play a lot of these teams, honestly, they're playing a lot of their colleagues from the NBA who may be from another country. You know, you look at uh, like, like, for example, looking at the NBA finals and who was the number one player in the finals? Giannis, <laughs> you know, the Greek freak. You know, and and then you look at Philadelphia, you got Embiid, you know, the majority of the key players in the NBA now international. And they did it by design. They started uh, bringing in a lot of the international players. And I think that's what really is hurting or or really creating all the parity in the league, in my opinion. It's just a lot of these players are NBA level now. They get ready. I mean, Spain. You know, Australia, all these. They got a lot of players coming from other countries who play in the NBA. Vi, you got any thoughts? Cause you- hey, I think also we're, hearing is, uh, we're not playing our best player in We just threw a bunch of good guys together. Like you said, they, the rest of the country is caught us. We just can't throw a bunch of good guys anymore. We got to throw a good team. Yeah, you got But most yeah. of those guys, and I mean, with the exception of, what's his name? Is it the guy that was on the, the team that won? Um, is it Middlebrook? Westbrook? Yeah, yeah, Some, yeah. Middlebrook. Middlebrook. Is it Middleton? Yeah, Middleton, yeah, Middleton, Middleton, Middleton. And, and I call him yeah. Jar Rule, but his mother calls him Drew Holiday. Yeah. And after about the fourth or fifth name down, and I've been watching since the semifinals, and you yeah. know I am the queen of all sports illiteracy, mm-hmm. but I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not, they were like bench no, warmers. No, no LeBron. Know. Well, they're not bench warmers now. <laughs> Who, I mean, they, oh, they're not the starting five. But no, LeBron, I know it was her Anthony Davis, like I said, but most of those guys, and again, I'm not that girl, but I'm like, the, the, the guy are they rookies? The, the, no, they stars. They're just not quite essentially the best player. There's no LeBron. Yeah. No Who are they stars where? 
in the NBA. They're stars now. At the local they, park. They, they just don't shine that bright. Yeah. Right. They sure yeah. don't. Well, where's, right. where's Giannis' brother? Why didn't they put his behind on the team? <laughs> so LeBron said he wasn't playing, stepped aside not to play, yeah. you know. Yeah. But see, even though even the key players who didn't play, who are superstars, they're superstars candidly at the back half of their career, on the back half right. of their careers. So go ahead, Tanya B. You went mute. You, you, you're on mute, Tanya B. Unmute yourself. Hang on. I don't blame Shakari Johnson for smoking weed. I don't blame what Coco Guff didn't even leave the country. Yeah. These people don't want to don't want to go over there and get COVID. The cops who are doing security at yeah. the venues are getting COVID. Those people don't want to get COVID. That's why they uh, stayed home. Now, that, now <laughs> that Tokyo don't want to do it. They yeah, they yeah. they're forced to do it. Yeah. The, right. the, the sponsors. See, they send, they, they, the send a, they said Tokyo don't Tokyo is so bad that Tokyo won't do it. What is a Toyota? They're not even doing no advertising because they know Tokyo don't want this done. Yeah, they backed out. But not only that, you got there was a uh, an athlete yesterday. I forgot what country he was from, but he was protesting the activity in Palestine, and because he wouldn't play a Palestinian athlete, they sent him home. That was probably by design. He don't want to get COVID. But I think I think a lot of these cats. Go ahead, at least two hundred athletes got COVID already. At least two hundred. But you know what, Vi? I still think a lot of these cats just didn't get vaxxed. They, they, they're unvaxxed. I mean, the same thing. I mean, I'll, I'll mention this and get off sports, but even with the NFL, uh, the NFL is having a problem uh, oh, yeah. with, with uh, compliance when it comes mm-hmm. down to players being vaxxed. And, and, and you know, the news and this coaches. weekend, as we tape, uh, what, what team was it uh, in Florida? The Vikings fired the Vikings, yeah. coach. The Vikings fired uh, an assistant coach. Because he oh, refused from, to somebody from the yeah yeah, he's yeah an he, then, that yeah. guy that said he may retire because he doesn't want to get vaxxed. he's yeah, a, that's crazy. a guy it, it, with dreadlocks it's, it's like okay you want to yeah you want to get vaxxed or you want to end the game right now right and you you want to end your career now retire because you don't want to get vaxxed. okay you know mm-hmm. what and then some of them are just doing it because they want to stay in there and play and get the they want to max out of their pension yeah so true so true. All right, y'all. Well, you know, each week we do news, politics, pop culture, that piping on tea from Tanya B is coming up. This is the G podcast. And as you've heard her express her opinion, the one and only Tanya B is in the building, y'all. It's a little brown girl from Boston with an opinion and some might say a big mouth, but it is what it is. (laughs) But you can catch her. You can catch her a gazillion times every weekend on the Castropolis Podcast Network, Saturday, Sundays, Fridays, but Friday, Saturday, definitely 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and noon. Great job again, Tanya B. Uh, classics of bang and everything, especially that Bernard Wright. When you played, you know, that Bernard Wright, I, I, that was my song in the late I have 80s. a black history fact for you about Bernard Wright. A lot oh, of people don't know. Go for it. You know who his mother is? I don't know whether she back then when he had a baby, you kept it a secret. Don't know whether he was adopted or if he was like a seventies love child. Roxy Roker, <laughs> Roberta Flack. No, wow, Roberta are you Flack. for real? Yep. Damn, I didn't know that. Whoa. A lot of they kept that secret for a long time. But you know me, the entire private eye had to dig to find out. Go ahead, go ahead. Give him a give you. Go ahead, tell you, baby. What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? <laughs> and of course, you got the uh, the country commentator. He 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 yeah. hails from Columbus. G- well, actually, he's in Columbus, GA, doing his thing from Forsyth, GA. Mary Person High School is in the building. Y'all give it up for vibe. <laughs> Forsyth, GA. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Represent Forsyth. Yeah, yeah. Dayton, 
is back in the building this week, y'all. Our music director, he was out last week, but he is back, the one and only K-Dub. And K-Dub, all I can say is you missed. Stop! Just do something else! Uh, you missed it last week. You missed it. <laughs> but I know you got something to say, so we'll close. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you on that. We'll get back to you on that. Yeah. And she is here, y'all. She is here. She keeps us woke with her poetic peace movement. And, and again, you got to tell me, I, I hope she's there. She looked like she, she waned out a little bit, but she is, uh, I think it's every first and third um, Tuesday. Uh, down in Macon, Georgia. And I'm going to ask her about Macon when she when she hits us back. But y'all give it up for Wyo in the building. Wyo. Yes, yes, yes. Wyo, Wyo, Wyo. And, and I, I bought him back. Uh, Harold Michael Harvey is in the building. HaroldMichaelHarvey.com, author of Freaknik Lawyer, uh, The Duke of 18th and Vine, My C.T. Vivian Story, so many others, award-winning. Um, HaroldMichaelHarvey.com. Let me give it up from Harold Michael Harvey. <laughs> Sir, thank you so much. And the last time I saw him, actually, I physically saw him, was at the book signing. And uh, tell us a little bit, what, what's the, uh, kind of give us a, a recap uh, of the book signing. It, uh, there's still some books at that location, correct? That they, people can go uh, pick that up. That is correct. Uh, we, we sold quite a, a few books at... Um, 44th and 3rd uh, Bookseller, uh, which is located at 451, um, 451 Lee Street next to the um, Morehouse School of Medicine. A yep. uh, very electric uh, bookstore. They have, uh, in addition to having uh, three of my books there, they have um, uh, all of the great African-American writers from Du Bois to, um, to Gorman. Yeah. You know, so it covers the, the, the full panoramic of the African-American experience. Good stuff. Uh, and I would recommend that bookstore to anyone who's looking for some good material to read. And of course, if you're there, you know, you've got my, the Duke of 18th and Vine and my C.T. Vivian story. And he may have a couple of copies of um, Freaknik Lawyer there as well that I would recommend to you. Good stuff. But good uh, stuff. We, we had a great discussion. Uh, that was a hunger. But the, the book that was primarily uh, um a showcase at that signing was my CT Vivian story, a book that uh, I wrote in with uh, two weeks. I mean, uh, I, I, I closed off my writing studio where I am right now. You can't see me though, mm -hmm. but I, I went into my writing stu studio, stayed there for about two weeks until I came out with a manuscript, my CT Vivian story. Um, that was after I had heard uh, of the, you know, of his passing last uh, July the 15th. And, um, uh, you know, so uh, there was a hunger of the, from the people who came to the book signing to know more about C.T. Vivian. And, and of course, there's the historical personality, uh, an iconic personality that is known as C.T. Vivian. But, you know, he was my friend and my neighbor. Yeah. And so I, I, shed, I shed light in my book on you know some of the intimate conversations that we had had about various um, aspects of the civil rights movement, and and some of the you know he would tell me what the backstory was on many of the events that we know uh, from a public uh, historical standpoint. Excellent, excellent. It was, good, it was a good uh, good deal, and I I, I enjoyed that. I, I hope to get out uh, more uh, uh, in the year. 
Um, that is, if if the virus begins to um, to lessen. Yeah, it will. It will. All right. Well, you know, let's do this. We're going to do what we normally do. We'll go ahead and do headlines uh, from uh, Syracuse Mike. And we want to come back and ask you these questions about the mayor's race and a few other things. So y'all hang tight. We'll be right back. News team, assemble! It's time for the Week in News with Syracuse Mike. Blue Origin spacecraft made a successful trip to space with owner Jeff Bezos on board. The Amazon founder was joined by his brother Mark, 82-year-old aerospace pioneer Wally Funk, and Dutch teenager Oliver Damon. After the flight, Bezos said he was struck by the size of our planet. We're surrounded by Earth's atmosphere. We're breathing it all the time, and it's sustaining all the life on this planet. When you get up there, you see that it's this tiny, thin little thing, uh, and it makes you realize just how precious it is and how fragile it is and how much we need to take care of it. The crew also got to experience weightlessness for a few minutes before returning to Earth after the short trip. With the Delta variant driving up the number of COVID cases for the first time in several months, the American Academy of Pediatrics is now recommending that everyone wear face masks in schools this fall. That's despite vaccination status and despite CDC guidance. The main reason for the recommendation is that a significant number of the student population is not yet eligible for the vaccine. Johnson & Johnson, along with three of the largest drug distributors in the U.S., has agreed to pay $26 billion for their role in the nationwide opioid epidemic. The landmark payment was revealed by a group of state's attorney general. Letitia James is New York's AG. Numerous companies that manufactured and distributed this poison did so without any regard for human life. The money will settle lawsuits by the states and help those impacted get treatment. The Delta variant is continuing to spread across the U.S. The coronavirus variant is behind a fourth wave in this country. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky says cases are up 53%, mostly from the Delta variant. It is one of the most infectious respiratory viruses we know of and that I have seen in my 20-year career. The White House says Florida, Texas, and Missouri are behind 40% of all cases in the U.S., but there is a silver lining. Concern about the virus is driving up vaccines numbers in five states with the highest case increases. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi defended her decision to reject two Republicans recommended by Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy for the January 6th Select Committee investigating the insurrection. Pelosi said the Select Committee is deadly serious, and while her rejection of Jim Banks and Jim Jordan to serve on the committee is unprecedented, she also said... When statements are ridiculous and fall into the realm of... uh, You must be kidding. There's no way that they're going to be on the committee. The committee will get to work next week, and McCarthy says Republicans will conduct their own investigation. A protest over voting laws. Representative Hank Johnson and nine others arrested as they protested restrictive state election laws being enacted across the country. The group came together organized by Black Voters Matter, and demanded an end to the filibuster in front of the Hart Senate office building. They were arrested because Capitol Police said that they were demonstrating without a permit. The protest was Thursday. That's Ebony McMorris reporting. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, it's interesting. Uh, Harold Michael Harvey, I, I want to ask you um, regarding voting rights. Um, thank you for being on the show again. And, and I, I'll get to the mayoral situation. But since Mike ended with that, um, with Biden, the Democrats, where, where do you think we are 
with the with voting rights at this point? Well, well you know, when you look at uh, Biden's response to uh, the voting rights questions at the town hall held uh, in conjunction with CNN of uh, this past week, uh, we're nowhere. You know, the week before he had given this um, really great speech, uh, you know, calling, uh, you know, saying that uh, the voting rights was the uh, primary uh, issue. Mm. Um, and then he sort of backtracked by saying that, you know, he, you know, he would, he's not so, so much for ending the filibuster in order to secure the right to vote for all Americans, you know, so basically we're nowhere. And I, I think, uh, therefore, you know, does the, the Senate need the backing of the president of the United States in order to um, to move to uh, to to um, block the video? I mean, outlaw um, the filibuster in order to get voting rights passed? No, they mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, if, if there is the congressional will, if the votes are there, they can do it. Now, it seems like there are two Democrats who are not going to go along with it. So the votes probably are not there. You got cinema of Arizona that uh, progressive Democrats went out and worked real hard to get elected last fall. And then you have uh, Joe Manchin, who uh, two weeks ago went out to Texas uh, to uh, a conservative uh, political action committee and raised uh, millions of dollars for his re-election campaign. You know, those are Republicans mm-hmm. who are going to fund to keep him in the Senate. And now there's talk that uh, Tom Grassley of Iowa, a Republican, will run for re-election as a Democrat. Now, why would he do that? Mm. That's just to monkey up the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the works of the Democratic um, Party. So, you know, uh, the Republicans, are uh, they're clear of, of what their positions are. And they are doing everything. They're taking uh, by any means necessary in order to uh, maintain their political control or to regain the political control that they lost last fall. Mm -hmm. And the um, Democrats seem to be uh, fiddling away uh, the power that they gained in in November uh, and in January with the election of two senators here from Georgia. Yeah. Uh, You know, so. We're we're sort of like nowhere, and what it's going to take is for um, uh, for Congress, uh, congressional leaders to just stand up and and do it. Yeah, let, let me say this, and and um, we talked a little bit about this on the show last week with uh, with Rob. Um, I, I'm you know I'm glad that Biden won the election, okay, but I will say that this bipartisan effort that he's on is a waste of time. It's just a complete waste of time and effort It is because the Republican party he is dealing with is not the Republican party of the seventies and eighties and nineties that he came up with. Not even too early two thousands. I say leading up to the, uh, what was the, the tea party after the tea party that was over. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't the same party. He's not dealing with the same people. He's not dealing with the same mentality. So I, I'll be honest with you. If he keeps it up, if I were, and I'm going to say this, if if I were in the seat of the Democratic folks in Washington, I would tell him, you will get no infrastructure bill. You will get, you won't get anything 
from us until you do something about. I mean, they, they need to. I mean, the, the you know, the, the protest and getting arrested, that's all well and good. But I would tell him, look, dude, this is not what we elected you for. This is not what Georgia went to the polls for. And candidly, if you don't do what we need you to do, you're not going to get what you want. Period. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, I, I agree with you um, that the tactic has to be something else other than civil disobedience. You know, it's not. I mean, yeah, it's, everything it, has its has its time. Yeah, and that was a good method uh, as Dr. King um, thought through it and and executed it. Uh, but you're you're exactly correct. Uh, now it's like let's play politics, and if you want infrastructure. I know we're all in the same party, but nobody, you're not going to get my vote on that. Yeah. And so when, if enough Democrats, you're right, if enough Democrats were to push back on that infrastructure bill, um, uh, you, you know, and with the number of Republicans who don't want it anyway, you know, you know, he'll all, certainly he'll get a swift uh, kick in the rear and uh, maybe it'll kick him in the gear to uh, to, to um, get voter rights for us. You know, and it's in the, it is in his best interest. I don't know if he really plans to run for re-election or not. He announced that he was, hmm. but you know, maybe maybe he's not. Uh, but if he is, yeah. you know, um, you, you simply can't. Uh, I don't believe win with the new rules that the Republicans uh, have put in place. No, I mean, because because I'm telling you, right now they're going to get decimated in the midterms. The way it's going right now, even though you know we we've gotten the checks and the relief money. It's been great. You know, the the um, the uh, child tax credit money. People aren't going to remember that in a year, you know, after uh, those. Who, uh, who really cares? I mean, one, one of those stimulus checks I got under the uh, last administration. But I, I guarantee you, I didn't vote for that administration. The last <laughs> That's what I'm saying. People take the money and vote the way they want to vote. They don't care. Yeah. So, that so is correct. <laughs> you, me and you both. That is correct. Vi. That yeah. is correct. And um, so, so, you know, I'm a, I just I, the, the whole bipartisan kick has has, you know, I'm fatigued. I am. I, I am just, you know, I think Nancy Pelosi made the right move, you know, uh, oh, no. by, by by kicking, you know, Jim Jordan, the clown, you know, kicking him out. And, you know, just just go with, um, you know, go with uh, the two who really understand what happened on January 6th, you know, because we have to do something in my, and I'm, I'm going to leave it at this and I'll throw it out. If, if any of you have a com- have a, an opinion, but I just think, you know, for, to do nothing is just rewarding the white people who threw the temper temper tantrums on, on January 6th. If you don't do anything, you just let them get away with it. You know? So, so I think, I think they have to do something, um, you know, but it's, I don't even I'm not even going to say it's unfortunate that they don't want to play along because they're not going to play along with anything anyway. So I'll leave it at that. But the the, the reason I brought you here, Mr. Harvin, one one thing I do want to talk to you about is uh, we talked about your essays on the Atlanta mayoral race. And, um, you know, after last week's discussion, thank you again, Rob Redding, for coming on the show. Uh, I, I wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth. So not that you're a horse, Mr. Harvey, not you, you're not Mr. Ed, but, um, you know, I, I wanted to get your opinion on because I feel the Atlanta race is an important race, not only to the city of Atlanta, the state of Georgia, but to the country. Um, what are your thoughts after you've written the article, after you've gotten feedback and after you've seen a few, maybe a month uh, pass since you wrote it? 
What are you? What's your feel on what's going on with the race? <laughs> Go on and there's, say I, 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 can, good I can hear in the race, but it seems like to me uh, there's a concerted effort uh, to um, to 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 spoil uh, the name Kasim Reed, to poison his name uh, in the minds of um, black people, similar to how the name of um, Bill Cosby was spoiled in black America. And that enabled um, blacks to go along with um, whatever that narrative was. And, and of course, we see what the appeals court uh, did. The Supreme Court of Pennsylvania threw that case out, as I predicted uh, several years ago that they would throw it out. Um, uh, you know, and, and it all seemed like it's set up to uh, elect uh, a political neophyte, someone who's never run for public office before, uh, but is white, very rich, and lives in Buckhead. Um, and, you know, who knows the name Sharon Gay? Yeah. Who? Nobody. Yeah. Attorney Sharon uh, Gay. She was in the Campbell administration. Am I correct? You're correct. She was. But who knows that name on public public basis? Nobody. Yeah. Uh, but yet, you know, she wants to be the next mayor of Atlanta. And, you know, why? Uh, really? Uh, the the probably out of the there as I say there's some good candidates I, I like Andre Dickens I um the the young man um who the the new city council person who's been on council for a year who's running his name right now he lose me um, Moore is a good candidate uh, city council president um, Felicia Moore um, well I mean you know she she she's good she she's been there in city government. Um, Kasim is the guy that has the experience. Uh, Gay doesn't have an experience. And now, as you say, a month has gone by since I wrote two articles um, uh, on handicapping the, the mayoral race in Atlanta. I think in the first one, before we knew very much, I said it was shaping up to be um, gay against um, against Reed. And um, and then I followed that up with who's driving Miss Daisy. I mean, when you figure out where the campaign money is coming from, you know, gay uh, on the, the the most recent or the first financial disclosure round uh, donated seven hundred thousand dollars to your own campaign. Now, who, what candidate has a hundred has seven hundred thousand dollars? That's nearly a million dollars to put in that campaign. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure she loaned the campaign that amount of money. She has some reasonable assurance that there's a pipeline that's going to generate uh, sufficient money to repay her and also enough to um, put out the type of um, um, ad campaign that will make her name a household word and make people think that she's the best thing for Atlanta and make people think that Kasim Reed is the worst thing that we could possibly have coming back uh, to be mayor of Atlanta. Yeah. Um, that was another point I wanted to make on that. Okay. Well, you know, while you're thinking about that, um, and and I, I do want you to handicap the race at this point in time. And I think that was my my follow up question. So now we've had a couple, a series of of not so much debates, but a series of political forums where the mayoral candidates have all uh, sat down and have been asked uh, questions. Mm-hmm. And then, and so what it appears to me from analyzing the responses to the questions, Gay doesn't have any idea of what to do. And she says, oh, you know, uh, with respect to the issue of uh, Buckhead, she says, well, they should be listened to. And and um, 
and I'll listen to them. Well, hmm. that's not a plan to keep Buckhead uh, within the city limits of Atlanta. Hmm. And, and, and we need to keep Buckhead in the city limits of Atlanta. Um, ask about crime. And she says, um, uh, ask about crime after Kasim Reed had given his view on crime. Mm-hmm. And Kasim said that what we need to do, he says that what he will do mm-hmm. within the first 100 days is to hire um, 550, 750 new police officers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Gay says things that happened in the past uh, that worked in the past don't necessarily work in the future. Well, that's no plan for combating crime in Atlanta, but at least uh, Reed has put forth some initiative. He thinks that you need to have more people, more police on the streets. And I believe you do. I mean, we have so much aggressive driving on the roadway Mm -hmm. uh, because drivers know that the cops are not sitting on the roadway, um, you know, ready to pull them over now as they were about five, six, or seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's uh, not an aggressive presence. There's not there's an aggressive not an presence. Aggressive presence. Yeah. And one of the things that deter crime is a police officer in the area. Yeah. It yeah. makes people who may have had some inclination to do uh, to commit a crime to violate the law not to do it. Yeah. I mean, who who have you ever seen to run a red light when they when they looked ahead of them and saw that there was a cop sitting at the other corner? Yeah. Nobody's ever done that. They'll stop at yeah. that light. Yeah, but if sure. they're not there, they'll run through the caution as it turns red, yeah. um, you know, without any thought about it. They'll cut off a driver. I mean, and we're just talking about road things. Yeah. We're not talking about the violent crime that is actually taking place in our communities and in streets and at businesses and so forth. Yeah. You know, so you need a bigger presence. And that's Reed's plan. Yeah. Uh, so so he has thought it through and he's come up with that. Gay, when I hired... Um, a consultant, hmm. uh, the guy who was the uh, police chief, I can't think of his name right now, police chief uh, of the Cab County. And he also is a is is a crime uh, or police expert uh, when uh, we have um, police killings. Um, hmm. and, and he's he's very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. I don't know what role he's really going to play in uh, in in her administration if she were to win. Yeah. But we do know that a guy who's been the mayor actually look at the problem. He says the first thing we need to do is to put more blue uniforms on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, and yeah, I, w- I want to jump in. I want to jump in there for a minute. Tanya B, um, you, you know, uh, Harold Michael Harvey, you represent Cascade Heights, the SWATs. Okay. Uh, Tanya B's downtown. What, what are your thoughts? They talk about putting more cops on the streets and it's common knowledge that Atlanta suffers from a lack of manpower when mm. it comes to, you know, the numbers of police. And I, if I recall correctly, a lot of them will come in here and the minute they can go to another county or another city and make more money, you know, they hit the road and they yeah. go. Yep. Um, wow. The other thing uh, with Keisha Lance Bottoms, I understand a lot of uh, people couldn't pass that test when it came to, um, you know, saying hail to the chief. And now she got rid of that. So if you... <laughs> Um, do uh, smoke the trees, as they say, you can still get a job as a police officer. I believe I, I don't, you know, I know she was trying to relax it so they could get more people mm-hmm. um, hired. And, you know, and I live around, I live in a very active area. I'm a block from a, a trauma center hospital and around the corner is a, a, a police substation. And then four blocks the other way, there's a the fire station. So it's very active here. And, you know, 
it seems like when there's crime in one place and they put the manpower over there where the crime is, hmm. another area is not as protected. So the criminals just go over there on the east side because they know that the cops are on the west side. Yeah. So, you know, I think it, it also has to do with some strategic planning. You know, don't, you know, you don't put all your eggs in one basket and tell all your business. It's like somebody going away for vacation and putting on Facebook, I'm not at home, come break in my house. You know, they need to yeah. be, I think, a little bit more strategic about that. Um, I know there's a newer police chief here in Atlanta. Uh, you know, I said, I'm downtown. And even though I am in a gated community, we are still, you know, dealing with more crime, you know, than ever. And I know it's just not in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you can put more cops on the street. But then again, we have this other element of you got these new cops on the street. Are they being instructed how to deal with people that have these mental challenges and the people with the PTSD and the people that are having you know, the, these mental health episodes, you got to think about that too. Cause a lot of people, then they get shot and killed and, and maybe not so much here, but I know in Philadelphia, it's a big problem. Mm -hmm. They're shooting like that, that young man who had PTSD that was out there running naked oh, yeah. with no yep. clothes on, but the cops shot him thinking yeah. he was a threat. Military. How was he He's butt ball naked yeah. with his hands up in the air? Cause he's running. Yeah. You know, so yeah. good point. Good point. You know, yeah. You, you know, you can put all the cops you want on the street, but, you know, it's just like Marion Barry took drug dealers back in the day and gave them jobs as cops for obvious reasons. But, you know, what did that really solve? Did crime go down in D.C. at that point? I don't think so. I think that was at the height of the crack era. So, yeah. you know, it, to me, it's more than just doing that. So if Kasim says hire more cops, yes, hire more cops and what? And that other lady, Miss Gay, um, you know, again, you know, make me believe that either one of them is going to do something. What is the plan is my question. Yeah, good point. And that's just how I see Good point. And that will have yeah. something to do with who I vote for. Yeah, so true. So true. Harold Michael Harvey, we're going to wrap this. Um, you know, definitely I appreciate you bringing that to the table. But but I'm going to give you final thoughts as as we uh, as we, we close out the segment. What are, what are your final thoughts? On, on what? On, on, the, on I guess, the, uh, the mayoral situation in city of Atlanta <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I know, man. Well, I know. I know that's bad. Just in, 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 in two minutes, in two minutes. OK. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's we, we have to see. I mean, the the active um, political forums are, are just began to take shape. We're just beginning to hear the candidates speak on their position on on the various issues that that uh, confronts uh, Atlanta. You know, we got a housing problem. We have a crime problem. We have a mental health problem. Um, you know, so they're just beginning to talk. Mm -hmm. um, and, but, but, you know, the, the you know, I, I have a bachelor's degree in political science from Tuskegee. Mm -hmm. I, I've never known any election that was won based upon the issues. It, it always comes down to um, who is going to take care of my, my turf. Yeah. Yeah, the, the things that I care about more than anything else. Who's it's gonna, mobilizing gonna, the sections, the the different parts of yeah. the city. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, so um, yeah. you know, so we just have to see. You know, yeah. we'll we we'll have to see what they're saying, and we'll have to 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 weigh that as the weeks go on. Uh, I think qualifying starts next month, maybe mm -hmm. next week. Yeah. Um. Then so we'll know who's in. Yeah. And um, and and then we'll just have to see. I I I promise you that soon as um. The same Reed's name goes on the ballot. There'll be another revelation of some impropriety or wrongdoing when he was mayor the first time. And, and in a, just in a but nutshell, I, I, let me say this: in a nutshell, 
uh, and and you and I talked about this. Um, the allegations that are coming up are not criminal. They're not allegations that would get him or will actually get him thrown in prison. These aren't. I mean, am, am I correct in saying that these allegations? Well, y- yes and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, so so the, the the current allegations are. Uh, without disclosing his name, their documents have been released where the name has been redacted, but it all appears to be pointing uh, to the fact that the person, the identity of the person is uh, to seem read. And that is there's some financial disclosure uh, errors on the, on his financial disclosure um, statements uh, when he last ran yeah. uh, for mayor. Yep. And uh, But in the past, you know, candidates all the time, they get fined. It's a civil penalty and that's it. But apparently the allegation is from uh, one of the local uh, television and newspapers in town is that um, is that the feds are actually looking at him for criminal prosecution. Wow. For what for what other politicians have uh, simply uh, been um, uh, charged a fine and required to pay whatever money back that may have have not been uh, reported properly. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. in the past, this has been a a, a civil uh, penalty um, for the failure to disclose properly uh, your financial uh, contributions, uh, but apparently uh, the feds are investigating um, a a failure on Reed's part to do that, an alleged failure on Reed's part to do this uh, for uh, as a criminal matter. So this this will be something new. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Uh, you know, not that it can't be done, yeah. but it has never been done. And so why is it being done on this instance? Yeah, yeah, so true. Well, you know, here's what I'd like. If you guys, our audience, podcast audience, give us your call. Give us your feedback. 413-556-9546 is the feedback line. Love love to hear your thoughts. And maybe we'll play them back on, on the upcoming shows. I spent a little bit more time this week, and I know not everybody who listens to the podcast is from Atlanta, but I, I do think it's going to be an important election, especially to because Atlanta has so much that it sends out to the rest of the country. It's important uh, who leads the city. So, um, you know, Harold Michael Harvey, let me give you your, your just do. And I know people can contact you at Harold. Still at HaroldMichaelHarvey.com. Can they go to the website and get all things right. HaroldMichaelHarvey.com? Forever, yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Even when I'm not here, it'll still be up. Excellent. And also, um, you are on Instagram at Harold Michael Harvey. Are you on Twitter? I'm at Twitter at H. Michael Harvey. H. Michael Harvey. H. Michael Harvey and Harold Michael Harvey. I'll make sure I have, I think I've got most of your information on the podcast page. I'll keep you there anyway. You're part of our show, man. We appreciate all you do. And and you and hopefully I mean I know hopefully uh, on August fifteenth we'll see you we'll we'll get you out there at the uh, Apex Museum you know we it's want on the calendar I look forward to seeing you there. oh yeah he is there let me give it up for him yes you heard it it's in it's on tape too so uh, <laughs> Harold Michael Harvey thank you so much sir we appreciate you and uh, keep us posted on on the um, the um, any on any kind of updates reach out to us and let us know what's going on okay. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll come back with Tanya B's tea right after this show.
children, it's time for tea. It's tea time, y'all. Oh. Sipping the tea with Tanya B. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot going on. I know I don't have, a little, saw I Shaq. have a little bit of time. But so wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know Shaq was doing that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Y'all know where that's from. It's funny because nobody knows that's from. Well, before that, it was George Clinton and P-Funk. Yes, anyway. the motor booty affair. <laughs> okay. Was Shaq born then? I don't Yeah, Shaq. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I got I to gotta check his birth certificate. What'd you say, K-Dub? <laughs> yeah, I know it from a uh, parliament. The motor yeah. booty affair. The motor exactly. booty affair. So Shaq, and Shaq was not born. Then. <laughs> Thank you. What you got, Tanya B? I'm going to give you some headlines and keep it quick. And I got three main stories. Take your time. Um, Take your first time. thing I want to say is uh, a few months, maybe several months ago, I told you about there was an allegation, allegedly, uh, not just about R. Kelly and these young girls, but about R. Kelly and some young boys. It has come to my attention where from the curb is that this uh, allegation and interaction about these young boys about them being underage, them being sexually abused, being bribed and paid hush money is going to be exposed in this upcoming trial while he's in New York. Wow. Also, yeah. I... Go ahead. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, hey. I also want to say I'm moving... I'm keeping moving now. Hmm. I want to say happy birthday to Motown founder Barry Gordy. He just celebrated his 91st birthday. And I also want to recognize the fact that he is going to be amongst the class of the Kennedy Center Honors for 2022. Also want to say happy birthday to the architect of P-Funk. That would be George Clinton, who just turned 80. (laughs) He said he's coming out of retirement. She has been retiring for, what, about 30 years. So George Clinton's coming out of retirement. He's going to turn his flashlight on a few more times. And he said that since the pandemic, his passion has become painting. So there's a possibility he may have some exhibits some of the concerts and uh, he will be receiving a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and he deserves oh, it unlike yes. some other people I talked about people that need to get some more skin in the game he will get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2022 and in a recent Rolling Stone interview he was asked about his legacy and he said he don't give a fuck. but you know what that. let me say this who writes I got jam on my knees and I'm, and ready, I'm ready to, to spread. spread. Okay. <laughs> so how about, no, wait. How about, hey, lady, won't you be my dog and you can pee, you can be my tree and you can pee, I'll be your tree and you can pee on me. That, standing oh, on I the bird, I'm getting it on. The yeah, it's famous. A, it's the more crazy one, too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I, you know, my, you know, the, the theme from the black hole, I love. Oh, love that, yeah. And, and <laughs> Aqua Boogie, motor, uh, you know, Aqua Boogie, I, I mean, of course, you know, flashlight, but, but, if they could just do the lyrics and just that's poetry in itself. I'm gonna give it up. Okay, come, come on, Wyo, work on that. <laughs> An ode to the funk and George Clinton. Come on, Wyo, do your do your thing, girl. Yeah, okay. yeah. What else you got? What else you got? So I think that's great. Um, do you know the highest musicians of 2020 were Drake? Uh, Lil Baby and the original Nick Cannon, NBA Dumb Boy. I mean, NBA Young Boy. I wonder how long he'll keep his money. Um, Adele is single, divorced, ready to mingle. She is down with the spread. There was word about her with this um, uh, British rapper Skepta, but now she Wait a minute. You say like down with the swirl? Or... (laughs) No, she is. uh, No, no. Now, here now, word from the curb. She is allegedly dating Rich Paul. Who is he? I'm glad you asked. He's LeBron James' agent. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Mm, Okay. 
No, I want to. Okay. And, you know, we were talking a little bit before about this whole thing about unvaxxed and, and whatnot. And I just yeah. want to say, you know, people still are in, have their head in the clouds. Uh, Lori Lightfoot did not want to cancel Coachella in Chicago. I think it was a money grab. Mm. Also, as we speak right now, the Rolling Loud Festival is happening in Miami. And, you know, Florida is already a COVID hotspot. So here we have another super spready event that I would not condone. Well, let me ask you, Tanya B., for these huge events, right. do you not think if they had a mask requirement, they could do it? I don't know, because, I mean, they some of these things, you, they want you to show you've been vaccinated, but there are fake vaccine cards you can buy now. So, yeah, yeah what does that mean? But, you know, even even if, you know, I, I watch the NBA finals and watching um, the whole the crowd in Milwaukee. I'm like, oh, they're gonna have, damn, they're gonna have even without a vaccine. Trust me. I mean, Trust even, me. No, I'm just saying, even without COVID, I wouldn't be out there. I mean, forget forget about virus. <laughs> it's just... No, the, no, not at all. Me either. Not the, at all. The crowd, you know, was just crazy. So yeah. it, was, it was interesting. I was surprised because there was absolutely no social distancing when you looked at that crowd. None. None. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Zero, zero. What else you got, Tanya B.? I want to tell you about, you know, Kanye was here in Atlanta. State Farm Arena hosts 20,000 people. Was everybody vaccinated? Eh, probably not. Um, but people just wanted to be up in there and they yeah. got what they came for because, as you know, everybody's talking about uh, the menu from the concessions uh, oh. 50 bucks for chicken fingers, 40 bucks for a hot dog, $35 for popcorn. I don't, I'd have just been hungry. Damn, I get mad just by going to the movie theater. I mean, I, I mean, just by looking at their prices. But when I saw, you know, what he had at Mercedes Benz for the uh, listening party, yeah, forty dollar hot dog. Forty dollar hot dog. I'm not going there. So you know, he came in there. He had a, a mask on, like he was going to uh, Elm Street. Yeah. Um, he was silent. He just walked around, didn't say anything. Yeah, his soon to be his estranged wife and a couple of the kids, her sister, were there. Jay Z, I think, hmm. is uh, collaborating with him because I I just can see Kanye on the phone going, "Come on, Jay, come on, man, yeah. let's return to the throne, man. Come on, man." Jay's like, "All right, you know, just to get him, you know." He was on the final song. Phone. He's on the last song on the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, an homage to his mother. Um, after all of that foolishness, uh, Kanye's gone down to the Rolling Loud Festival, and uh, the album still has not been released. But think about it. This is this is becoming his mo. So, am I impressed? No. Do I care if I hear the album? Nah, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, real quick, do you think people will? I, I don't see how will forget all the shenanigans from 2020. You know, it, what's crazy about it? Because if he goes back to you know the millennials in his fan base, yeah, those you know they're like you know that end of the demo. You know, you he could have almost shot somebody in the head and gotten away with it. So honestly, I was I, I loved his stuff, but after the shenanigans running for president and you know the kissing up to, to Trump, with the skinning and grinning, yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I I I can't I can't put that out of my mind. It's yeah. hard for me to to you know get on the get on that wagon, get on that train. You know, so uh, go ahead. I, I got off, I got off the Kanye train in two thousand six. So. <laughs> <laughs> what album album was that? <laughs> go ahead. It was it was like when he still wanted to you know testify, Yeezy? touch the sky, yeah. looking extra fly. Wow, uh, you got you know, off early. Back then you know not too far. The gold digger, the the good life, and then yeah. and really at two in two thousand seven when his mom passed away, he yeah. has not been the same. Yeah. And that's some really severe unchecked mental health. He won't take his meds. He claims that they uh, suppress his creativity. Okay. All right. <laughs>
What else you got? Okay. What else you got? I uh, also want to talk about Dr. Dre's divorce. Now, you know, he is divorced. He has been, you know, catting around and dating. It's been all over Instagram. And allegedly his now ex-wife, Nicole Young, has been dating as well. She will get $3.5 million a year Ooh. under the two conditions. Wait, until she dies oh. or unless she, unless she remarries. And you know, just as well as I know, and I'm sure we can all agree, all hearts and minds are on one accord. Nicole Young ain't getting married again because she's not going to let that money go. Wow, three point five million right. a year! Look at Wyo. What'd you say, Wyo? Hundred and like twenty thousand a month, something along that line. What if? What if he she, put in there? I don't even want to see. I don't. I don't even want to see nobody going in the house. What? what? Well, and that's the thing. She can go over. He, he can live across the street, but they're not legally married. So okay. anyway, um, I think he just wanted her out of his hair. One thing I think she needs to go sit down about yeah. is that she wants the legal rights to Dr. Dre's name when he was Dre before she even came on the scene. He was Dr. Dre when she was married to that NBA player. Yeah. And she was, you know, that she was anyway, 300,000 okay. a month. When she, right, right. When she was with her first husband, okay. Do you think so he's got, does he have that kind of money? I mean, that kind of longevity, like that kind of long money? Does he have it? Well, yeah. you know what? He's you got, say- yeah, I mean, he's got the beach. He's got a whole lot. Of th- I mean, what was the beach was what a billion dollars. Mm, he's going to yeah. keep generating catalog. <laughs> he's, gonna, oh, yeah. he's got a lot of income just from, you know, royalties. And, you know, I uh, hear he's producing again. He's working on something. And he also put up money for a documentary on. I don't know if it was uh, on somebody. He's doing it. His he's going into. Like, yeah, I think is well. he, he is he a part of the uh, Marvin Gaye? I think he's, he may be a part. Of I think the that's Marvin what Gaye. I think that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah he's the doing Marvin something. Gaye. So it's big, yeah. Yeah. and um, the studios already put up. Warner Brothers has already put up like a gazillion million dollars for that. So, so I, I think, think if they if he takes if he's got an extra billion, he probably take that extra billion and put it in the bank and then just pay her the interest. Maybe that, but you know, he's also, he's got the school, the, the, uh, of how interesting it, he has his name on some building with Jimmy Iovine at, I guess, USC or whatever school his son's oh, going yeah. to, yeah. but he's also, um, putting up the funding for like maybe an alternative high school or something along that line. So he's, at least he's being philanthropic. But again, when you have that kind of income, you've got to do something and get some write-offs. Otherwise you'll be paying taxes like, you know, you and I pay, and I'm sure he's not doing that. But I'm a quote while. I know that's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, I got to roll back one more thing about the Kanye right, thing with Jay Z. Good. I got a couple also, of things and I'll wrap. Go ahead. Okay. Jay Z was up there and you know, I say, you know, you want to rumble with the beehive? Uh, you know, we already know that that's not a good thing to do. Well, there was a man <laughs> who was spotted running from Jay Z and Beyonce's 15,000 square foot mansion in New Orleans, set it on fire. There were like books what? in the oven. And some other things, yeah, it's, it's being uh, deemed an arson. And like I said, there was a witness who saw a man running from the house and trying to jump the fence. And I'm telling you, when the beehive finds out who he is, oh. they're going to set him on fire. Trust and believe. <laughs> they're going to shut him down. Yeah. I, 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 I got a couple of things. Um, again, you know, for those who, you know what I got to talk about, the shy. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I, you watch the shy again? Do you watch? No, I do not watch the shot. Okay, I'm going to say this. Another great week, y'all. The final episode is not this week. It's the the following week. It's next week. But I get a chance to watch it, Um, even though it airs Sunday night. As we tape Sunday nights at 9, I watch it on Hulu in the morning. And all I got to say for those who watch the shot is just when you thought Duda, was the mayor, was turning into a nice guy, he does it again. 
So I'm going to leave it at that. If you watch it this week, just know that. Also on Netflix, I, I got to shout out Gunpowder Milkshake on uh, on um, on Netflix <laughs> with uh, Angela Bassett is, is part of it. it. It's, you know, female cast. It's kind of like a female John Wick knockoff. There Not too go. shabby. Uh, also, you female know, because it is female John Wick, without a doubt. Another female John Wick movie on Amazon is Jolt. Um, if you get a chance, that's on. If you got Amazon Prime, uh, it's free with Prime. It's called Jolt, and uh, it features trans actress Laverne Cox as a, as a police officer. Uh, but it's got an interesting premise to it. It's crazy. It, it's it. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but uh, it is like a John Wick kind of uh, female uh, lead. Uh, also on Apple, I'm checking out Ted Lasso, which is out uh, the new season, and I will say it's starting off great. Good job. Jason Sudeikis is also known as the running, doing the running man is uh, what's up with that. You know, he, this is Ted Lasso's a great show and it's going to win a lot of awards. I think it already has. Uh, and, and something weird. This is weird. And I know because I watch crazy stuff. Schmigadoon. What the hell um, on, on Apple? I try. I try. I, try. I fell asleep. I can't do it. It's, I guess to take off a Brigadoon, an old British yeah, musical. But it, it, it was so schmigga crazy that I schmigga canceled my Apple TV subscription. Bye. But I tried to support my boy Keegan, Michael Key. Uh, I like Cicely Strong from um, SNL. But schmigga doing it's crazy. It's, it's just... It, you know, anyway. somebody was smoking when they wrote that. <laughs> somebody was clearly. smoking something. They were smoking something. <laughs> they they, they smoking. called George Clinton. They yeah. called Shakari Johnson. They called somebody. That was a Clinton moment. Definitely George Clinton. Um, also, um, in the box office, old, as we take the podcast, uh, M. Night is number one uh, at the box office. Um, number two, if y'all like the G.I. Joe stuff, it's uh, Snake Eyes is number two. Uh, Black Widows, number three, and LeBron James Space Jam just plummeted 69%. Um, it went from 32 million to 9.5 million, landed at number four. Right. And uh, oh, yeah, 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 it dropped this week, y'all. But but that's expected because, you know, people that, you know, the people who want to see it in the theater saw it in the theater. Everybody else saw it on HBO Max. <laughs> you, know, so <laughs> okay. I, you know, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, so that's pretty much it with entertainment. I, I do want to mention one thing, though, that we didn't get to in news. I don't know if y'all had a chance to check it out. Jeff Bezos went up in space. And so um, what? But, you know, sorry. here's here's <laughs> the thing. Y'all watch. And, and, and I, I named the title. The title of this episode is way up and way in the middle of way in the middle of the year. And um, that's based on, you know, I'm a reader. And, and in high school, we had to read The Martian Chronicles. I don't know if you're familiar with The Martian Chronicles. But there's a short story in the Mars. You you know it, Wyo? Yes. Yep. The Martian Chronicles. It's like a a group of short stories or a series of short stories, like an anthology. And one of the stories in there is about the black people. All the black people go to Mars in this southern racist town. Um, All the black people get on a ship and leave segregation, uh, Jim Crow and uh, and go to Mars. What this reminds me of, because he kind of said it this week, you know, when they were talking to him, this dude is really talking about colonization. I mean, I'm, I'm he's like, we're going to build now that we can go up. We've got a what do you call it? A recyclable rocket. So we, we don't have to build a new rocket every time we go up. We can use the same rocket. We're going to start building so that we can do things in 
orbit. And quite frankly, um, I, I'm, I'm telling y'all, uh, this ain't like, I mean, like the typical white flight, <laughs> you know, when, when black people running, following them to the suburbs, this going to be hard to follow. And I'm telling you, I bet in 10 years, in 10 years from now, there's going to be a colony in, in space. I mean, they've already got, they've already proven with the space stations that they can sustain people living in the space stations. But when he said it this week, that kind of, that cemented it for me. I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. Yeah. So it's pretty, go ahead. Go ahead, Wyo. It's it's pretty evident. I mean, and you see that it's going to be really limited at first. I think over a period of time, we will, you know, we'll get into it, but it may be (laughs) like 50 years from now. (laughs) But the average person, average Joe, and Jane aren't going to be able to afford a flight up there or let alone to live up there. Yeah. And I, I had mentioned, I had mentioned the movie Elysium before um, with, with Matt Damon, but I'm, I'm here to tell you, I guarantee you the way Bezos thinks Bezos. I mean, they got a lot of money. I mean, between Bezos um, and between the Virgin airlines guy, Branson, Sir Branson, they got so much money. And and I'm I'm willing to bet you I know I know it sounds you 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 know it's like damn you know I'm going Mark with DeGraw Tyson on y'all, but um, this this spells a lot for me. I mean because eventually it's like you think about all the BS that goes on in the world in the country in on on the planet, it, you know, get away, <laughs> like like Earth Wind and Fire, let's get away. <laughs> Speaking of which, happy birthday, Virgin White. Yes. Happy birthday, Virgin White. You and your wig. Okay. All right. Not a wig. <laughs> that is not a wig. <laughs> you got jokes. Okay. And That's Adam Sandler hair. was never opera man. Look up the pictures. Never have two people look more alike. And we have something way more important to talk about. Yes, we do. And week. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop the uh, Tommy's Corner this week because we got to talk about it this week. Um, and, and I need y'all to go ahead and sign up. It's at castropolis.net. We will be at the Apex Museum on August 15th from 5 to 8. And I really got to give it up again to, to Mike Austin uh, and his crew. And, and I'm excited because Tanya B., a, a couple of folks have committed uh, to perform. Can you can you give us some some? Some good news. Oh, I don't. We have special invited guests. We have uh, the Jones Connection, and that is Cam and PJ Jones. That is the son of Shirley Jones, who sings the hook on the the two songs I have out, Who Can I Run To and Dance Turned Into a Romance. Both um, include the voice of Shirley singing on the hook. And PJ Jones is the son of Shirley's late sister, Valerie. So keeping it in the family, continuing the legacy. And we're just, you know, you've got to come out. We're going to have a whole lot of surprises. Um, I made, I heard the bird wire may actually show up and I actually um, have uh, gotten a commitment from uh, a friend of a friend who was going to supply us with a couple of uh, prizes to raffle off. And for those of you who are really committed to this podcast, I say sign up sooner than later because word from the curb is allegedly that there may be a VIP reception after the broadcast concludes, and if you want to be included in that, you've got to be one of the first 10 people to make your $10 contribution. That's all I got. 
got no more. And we've got some other Atlanta artists coming through. Want to thank my good friend Taryn Brown. She, one of her artists, is going to come through, and I'll make sure I have the promos out uh, with all the corrections and all the information on that. But uh, again, it's from five to eight. Uh, all you got to do is go to castropolis.net. It is a uh, for those of you who are concerned. Like, oh no, man! I don't know about this COVID. I don't, you know, well, here's the deal: if you sign up at when you sign up in advance, uh, the donation goes part of the donation goes to the museum, but also uh, you, it's a, it's a virtual event and it's in person. So let's say by August fifteenth, you don't feel comfortable, you can just watch it on you know uh, your your smartphone or your iPad, your laptop, your desktop. So either way, you get to take part in it. Uh, it's only ten bucks. Apex Museum again uh, gets proceeds. Atlanta's first Black African American museum. Want to want to just uh, you know thank the uh, the good folks at the um, Apex Museum for uh, for giving us the opportunity to come out. I'm excited about being there. Hey, I, no, it, yeah, too. Go it's going to be fun, don't you I'm, think? I'm vaxxed. I, you know, oh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm have fun. People, you know. people will get to see me make those faces that Tommy B talks about uh, on the podcast. <laughs> I will yeah. be sipping the tea live from the Apex, and that means uh, I can kind of... Oh, no, as I always do, it's going to be straight, no chaser. Yeah. You know, all tea, all shade, so just come on down. I dare you. Yeah. And if you come down, you know, hey. Is some of it's us going to be, be virtual? Are you going to be virtual hey. or are you coming? I'm going to put We're you on the spot. vaccinated. Are we... I'm, I'm going to put Vi on the I'll spot. I'll be there. Okay, you going to be there? Oh. Yes, I'll be there. Vi will give us a benediction live. Oh, <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I didn't see, I, you know, I have not seen Vi in person. It's been over a year. Has it been since COVID? I've never seen Vi in person. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you driving down? Why are you driving yeah, up? I'll be there. I'll be there. Oh, yes. Oh, you you gotta get on the mic. Okay, that'll be a great time for you, Wyo, to do your your ode to George Clinton and, and P Funk. There you go. That's right. That's right. K Dub, I know K Dub, y'all is is in Dayton, so I, I don't know if um if we can get him a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I might pull out the 10 speed and strap my axe on my back. <laughs> Come on down. Come on okay, down, man. man. That yeah, 10 yeah. speed, bro. <laughs> yes. Lord. Yeah, there you go. But um, it, again, it's uh, August 15th, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. All you got to do is go to castropolis.net, click the uh, banner. And uh, again, it's an option for in person, uh, also virtual. So either way, you know, you'll have an opportunity. You know, we're just going to go out and have some fun. I mean, you know, it, the whole thing is. You got to kind of we got to dip our toes in the water and not be scared. You know, we got to do a little bit and, and we're not going we're not going to make it a super spreader. Um, it, it's a vaccinated event. Uh, we are requiring that people wear masks. And, uh, and and you know what? Go go ahead and get your vaccine before the event. Just go on right. and get that two shot. You can dance in the water and not get wet. <laughs> Ow. Oh. Psycho Alpha. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) But massive thanks again to Team Airplay Austin, again, the diplomat for hooking us up. Big thanks to uh, the ever-resilient Mr. Dan Moore, senior uh, founding vice president and president, I'm sorry, founding president of the Apex. And uh, again, space is going to be limited. I got to say that, y'all, because it's it's not a huge place in the first place. but because of COVID, we do have to limit the number of people who can come in. Not online. Uh, there's no limit. We have a pretty substantial number of seats on the virtual side. But when it comes down to in-person, you know, we're limited. So with that said, y'all, let's get the final thoughts in here. Hey, why I'm going to start with you. What you got? What you got for the week? What you got for us? Well, since we were talking about getting away and, you know, what we do to cope, I like to fish. I don't know how many guys on the on the podcast like to fish, but that's one of my getaways, too. And I just want to do a little taste of a piece called 
Go freshwater ahead. fish dish. Okay. Looking at my fishing line, waiting for it to get straight. Something done grabbed a hold of my bait. Couple of seconds, let him think he got away. Then I pull to hook and reel him out the lake. I'm catching some bass and a quite a few brim. I done caught about nine of them. Put my basket of fish out the water, toss it in a bucket, off to Mom Duke's headquarters. Scrape the scales, cut off the head, and gut the fish outside, of course, because I don't want to hear Miss Jackson's fussing voice. I want to hear her talking sweet while frying the fish golden brown. I love the sound when she laughs, when she's happy, headed to the golf course, playing well and looking quite snappy. Well, I love my mama in May every day. She shows unconditional love no matter what path I take. Mama, did you save some of that fish to bake? That's freshwater fish dish, if I can get it out. <laughs> Go ahead, then. All right. Give it up a while, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Knock it out, Y.O. And Y.O., where are you at? I mean, you do you do your um, poetic piece uh, with the event that, with, with uh, Overtime. What days do yeah, you do that? Yeah, it's second and fourth Tuesdays from 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. This upcoming Tuesday is a fourth Tuesday. So we do a little uh, poetry. Some people come out to sing, and we added a little karaoke to the set, too. I'm going to come out and do my poem, Dark and Lonely, on a winter's night. Kill my Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Vi, what you get? Well, I, I can't come to you, Vi, because you know when I come to you, you know what time it is. K-Dub, what you got, man? Giannis. <laughs> yeah, James. <laughs> Say that name I again. Wanted, <laughs> Giannis. I wanted it to go seven games, but uh, I wanted them to actually beat Phoenix in Phoenix. I feel sorry for Chris Paul, but man, that Giannis is a monster. Yeah. I just had to give it up to him. I wasn't digging them people outside of that place, though, like you were saying. That was crazy. Yeah, Giannis yeah. was a beast, we, man. We talked, it's, it's somebody else to talk about other than LeBron. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, LeBron has done his thing. Honestly, he's on yeah. the back. He's on, uh, yeah. he's on the, you know, the back half of yeah. his career. So, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Gian, Giannis is a beast, man. He, like I said, when it comes down to the international players, even looking at Embiid. Um, and, and the thing about Giannis, man, you mentioned Giannis. Um, that he played, his game is normally outside, but he turned his mm. game into an inside game, you know, so that they could they could win. So I, I, I yeah, and, and it was it was just, I mean, they couldn't yeah. stop him. They just couldn't stop dunk, him. That one dunk was nasty. It was Ooh. nasty. Yeah, yeah. He was he was off the chain. He was off the chain. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Cool, cool, cool. Tanya B, what you got? What else? What else? I just I got I got no August fifteenth, <laughs> August fifteenth, August fifteenth. Yep. You got time to get vaccinated, bring your mask, because I'm not giving up mine. And I just really want to encourage people to come hang with us. We are a fun bunch of people. We're going to entertain you. We can be serious. We'll be fun. Um, Tommy B might actually do his rod from What's Happening Dance. Oh, And uh, I heard Bob might do a praise dance. So August 15th, come on down to the APEC. I'm going to do my poem. I'm going to do my poem. All right, y'all. Hey, uh, with that, y'all, um, with that, y'all, Let's go on and do that benediction with Vi. What you got, Vi? Talking with a father who loves you and wants you to hear from you should feel like a delight and not a duty. Prayer is not something you have to do. Prayer is something that you get to do. In its more general sense, prayer simply means communicating with God. This can be done audibly as God hears our words, silently as God knows our thoughts. Prayer is primary way we engage in relationship with God. And just as communication is the key to the interpersonal relationship, 
It is vital to our relationship with God that what prayer is, having a conversation with God. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12. In those days when you pray, I will listen. In other words, God hears you. Talk to him like you talk to your mom and dad. Talk to him like you talk to your friends and your brothers. God listens to you at all times. Amen. 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 Oh, yeah. Good stuff, Vi. Good stuff. All right, y'all, don't forget, um, you can go uh, go to castropolis.net. Again, we'll be out there at the Apex Museum on the 15th. And uh, with that said, y'all, episode 90 is in the can. And we are out of here. Later. Peace. Delta variant real. Delta variant is real, y'all. Yes. You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.